Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are here right now. And I thank you that you want to do amazing things amongst us. And so, Lord, we pray that as we, you have already had your way so far, that you'll continue to bring life and light into our lives, that you'll turn on the lights so that we can see what it is that you want us to understand, that we can step into faith, that we can look at our now and be drawn into the next stage and the season that you have for us. So, Lord, open up our ears to hear and our eyes to see in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. You can be seated. It is so good to be with you. And I want to thank you for having me here. Come from uh, Virginia Beach on the east coast of the United States of America. I've been there five years, my wife and I and our two boys. We have one 27-year-old son and we have one 12-year-old son. And uh, there's a few years between them, as you might guess. And, uh, and so uh, we say we have two only children because uh, that's essentially what we have. We don't have a teenager at the moment, but we've been through the teenage years. We don't have any grandchildren at the moment because I don't know what's uh, going on with my oldest son. He's got a lovely girl. I keep dropping enough hints, but whatever. <laughs> Grab your Bibles and let's go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, one day, I love that phrase, one day. I said this morning, and I don't know, you know what, so many people read the Bible, is very boring. The Bible is not a boring book. The Bible is a book of power. If you'll step into that, if you'll begin to see within that, you'll find amazing power within those pages because if you begin to see the way you need to see, you'll be able to speak the way you need to speak and you'll be able to change your situation and circumstance to the way it ought to be. So many times we read the Word and we're like, oh, one day. One day. One day could be any day. One day could be this day. One day God wanted to do something in a situation and circumstance. One day, that's today. Today is a one day that God, the Holy Spirit, wants to do something in your life, through your life, around your life, with your life. One day. Today is one day that the Holy Spirit wants to do something. I can't help it. I get excited. I even read my Bible like that. I read it and I think, one day. Today could be that day. One day as he was teaching, Pharisees and the teachers of the law who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there. Now listen, this next phrase, it is the only once, only once was it ever used. Luke uses this one phrase that is really amazing, an amazing phrase. It's the only time it's used in Scripture. They were sitting there. We got, we've got our scribes, we've got our teachers, we've got our Pharisees, we've got every person around, we've got the renter crowd the whatever crowd, they're all coming around. One day, they're all happened to be together. One day, they weren't quite expecting it. One day, something great was about to happen. All these people are sitting there, and the Bible says, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. There's only one problem. No one was getting healed. The power of the Lord was present to do something, the power of the Lord was available to do something, but the people that was there, the people that were listening, the people that were a part of that process did not recognize 
did not understand. Did not understand. Let's read on and see what happens. It says this. It says, uh, some men. Why don't you say that after me? Some men. Some men. Could be any men. Could be any women. Some men. Some people. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. These men weren't in the meeting. These men were outside of the meeting. These men weren't a part of the meeting. Just some men, some random people, some random guys, some random people turned up expecting a miracle. There was a bunch of people in the room. There was sickness and disease that was in that room. There was situation and circumstance that needed to be turned around. There was all sorts of things that needed to happen in people's lives. And they're sitting there in the Middle East 2,000 years ago, and the power of the Lord was present, but there were only some men who were outside the room who realized there was power inside the room who decided that they wanted a part of that, and they tried to figure out, what could we do? What can we? How do we get a hold of that power? How can we unlock? it in their, our lives and they've discovered somebody who needed something and they said let's bring this guy along I don't know whether he was a willing participant I don't know four guys could have been wandering along and they looked at one another and said are you thinking what I'm thinking and the, the guy looked at them and had a puzzled look on his face he couldn't get away he couldn't move before he knew it some men had picked him up before he knew it, some men had taken him to a place. Before he knew it, someone had managed to get them. I don't know how you got here tonight. Maybe a friend invited you. Maybe someone said to you, why don't you come? And before you realized that you had come. Before you understood it, you had come. Maybe you've been coming to church for a long time and you've not realized the power of the Lord is present to do amazing things in your life. Maybe you've been coming for a while and you've just been sitting on the, the edge and maybe you've just sort of said, well, I just don't know. I don't know where things are at. Well, someone brought you along for some time as this so that you could discover that he has power available in your situation and circumstance. Are you getting this? Can you see what's going on? Could you imagine what's happening? Everyone's there just sitting there. They're thinking, okay, what's this guy Jesus going to say? Is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? I've heard good things. They're chattering amongst themselves. I've heard they've done amazing miracles. I thought, I've heard good stuff. But four people outside thought, I don't want to just hear it. I want to experience it. I don't want to just hear about God doing something. I want to be a part of God doing something. I want to allow God to do something through through my life and where we're at. That's what they were thinking. Well, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they got really angry, got in their car, and went home. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what, that's what Christians do. That's not what these guys did. They tried to get in, and they couldn't get in. There was too big a crowd. And they, they, were, they, were, they were wanting to see a miracle. And it, the miracle, they wanted to do something. They wanted God to do something. And they were stopped from being able to do it. But not these men. These men knew that the power of the Lord was present to do something in amongst these people. They knew that God, if we just could get them in the presence, if we could just get this guy, if we could just, if we could just switch on the power, if we could just get them in the presence of God, if we could just get them there... 
something could happen to someone in a powerful and amazing way. I wonder what you were thinking when you were coming here tonight. I wonder what was in your mind as you walked into the service tonight. I wonder whether you came with a someone attitude that something could change in your life, in your situation, and your circumstance. That someone might have brought you along because they are believing that something would happen in and through your life. So many times us Christians go through life with a, well... The Lord was present and I didn't even figure it out. Isn't it amazing? We read about that in the Old Testament. And we think, how could you be so dumb? Like, you know, God's present and you didn't realize it? Like, how could you not notice that? But actually, it's our testimony as well. There's so many times in our life where God wants to turn up supernaturally natural. We want the angels of heaven or something or other or something to happen. We want lightning or something. We want incredible stuff to, ah! Before we will believe that God wants to do something in that situation. I don't feel it. I don't feel it tonight. You know, the people that led the songs tonight, they just didn't, they didn't bring it the way I like it. <laughs> Seriously? The power of the Lord is present. Do you think God in heaven is going, well, no, that, was, that didn't do. No. No, they jumped on the, the right foot, not the left foot. They didn't have enough bounce when they were singing. What is it with these singers? They bounce backwards and forwards. They, I'm, I, get, I get seasick just watching them. <laughs> well, so what did these guys do? They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up on the roof and took off some of the tiles. Well, imagine if that was your house. <laughs> you ever stop to think about that? Anyway, sorry. I think about that. I wonder what my reaction would be. What are you doing? Nothing. What? what? How did they get the guy up on the roof? Anyway. These and other questions we'll need to ask Jesus. Well, they lowered the sick man down on his mat into the crowd. I don't know whether he was willing. They lowered him down. They've taken him up to a roof. They've punched a hole in the roof. And now they're dropping him down in front of Jesus. It's an OHS nightmare, isn't it? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, they're just, what are they thinking? I'll tell you what they're thinking. The power of the Lord is present to do something amazing in someone's life. What they're thinking is that God can do anything and possibly who knows what can happen right here, right now. They're sitting there going, oh, I think Jesus might actually do something amazing. I don't know whether they'll believe for healing. I don't know what they were believing for. They were just hoping that God would do something and they could be a part of it. Some men who were outside just decided to bring someone into the presence of Jesus so that someone could experience the power of Jesus, so that something could break open, so that the entire community would be amazed, would be like, wow, what? Wouldn't, what? Ah, this is incredible. Just some men who just happened to have a, a passion to see God do something in there. Well, Jesus saw their faith. Notice whose faith? Whose faith did he see? It's not a trick question. 
The guys, remember they're sitting up there, they've got their heads poked through the hole, they're looking to see, they've dropped the guy down, I don't know how fast they drop it down, we won't go there. And so he's, he's down the bottom there, they've got their heads poked through the hole, and Jesus is looking up at the, this mess. Could you imagine the room is so full, and there's, there's a whole bunch of people there, and all of come bits of stuff, bits of clay, bits of rock, bits of hay, bits of stuff is falling through the roof as they're packing a hole through the thing, and they Thing, you know, they're blowing down a guy through the middle of it. There's no room. There's soon room when someone gets an idea, when everyone says that nothing can happen. All it takes is someone who decides something can happen. All it takes is someone to dare to believe that Jesus actually can do what he said he wants to do. All it takes is someone, someone to decide that they're going to do something to bring God's presence into somebody else's life. It's all it takes. Well, they lower it down, and Jesus says, because of your faith, he saw their faith. He said to the man, so he looked up and said to them, he saw their faith, and he said to the man on the ground, young man, your sins are forgiven. I look at that and think, well, thank you. Like, it's a paralyzed guy. Like, all right, my sins are forgiven. Thank you very much. And Jesus looked at everyone around and, and everyone's got an evil eye on him because they're like, he said something funny, different, wrong. And Jesus is trying to get these people's attention because he wanted them to understand who was in the room and who was in their presence. And later on for us, that we would need to understand that who, who's, who he, he is in our lives. And so he said, young man, your sins are forgiven. And these people are sitting there thinking, only God can forgive sins. And Jesus is going, uh-huh, mm-hmm, you're beginning to get it. Only God can set people free from the sin that they've brought themselves in. Only God can set people free. And Jesus is beginning to say, yes, that's exactly right. But rather than just say it, he demonstrates it. Look at what it says. <clears throat> he says, Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? Why? Because being forgiven and set free from Jesus is actually about being healed and made whole on the inside and so that we can stand up on the inside so we don't have to be weighed down with life situation and circumstance anymore so we can walk through life situation and circumstance. Jesus is trying to get our attention and he's doing it in such a demonstrative way, such a huge way. He's doing it in a situation, circumstance. He's saying, listen, it's not just about physical healing. It's about a spiritual breakthrough that'll cause you to live life in a different way. It'll cause you to rise up. It'll cause you to walk with a different walk. It'll cause you to face life with a different attitude. He said, so I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. I think that's very rude. <laughs> Don't you? I mean, seriously. Stand up. And the guy's just silly enough to believe Jesus. He's never, he may never have stood up before. Suddenly he's standing up. He's like, all right then, okay, I'll stand up. Do you know how simple faith really is? You just have to believe Jesus. This is a huge thing. 
And the guy just stands up. Then Jesus says, pick up your mess. Well, that's a bit rude. I mean, the guy's been dragged there. He had no, he's just been dumped in there. And, he's, and he's, he said, listen, that mat thing, it's dirty. It's disgusting. You've been living on that for ages. It smells. Start cleaning up your mess. It's a picture of new life in Jesus. And then he says to him, now, pick up that mat and go home. Well, I just think, shouldn't we have a little dance party or something or other? Shouldn't we have a little, ah, isn't this exciting? Shouldn't we all go, wow? No, because Jesus knew this man had not been in community and family for probably most of his life. And he's trying to give us what the real message of Jesus is all about. He says to us that have been broken by life, set apart by life, damaged by life, he says, listen, you can get up. Oh, we've got to clean up some of the mess that's happened around you, but you can get up. You can start to walk again. Not only can you walk again, but now you can get into community again. Now you can get into getting to know people again. This man, because of his situation and circumstances under the laws of the day, could not be with his family. His family could not be with him. He lived alone, separated, isolated from people and his family for years. He was an unclean person from their perspective. And so he was unable to embrace and to live in a powerful community that would support him, that would strengthen him, and that would help him to keep moving forward in life the message that jesus is trying to give us is the power of the lord is present so that we can get up and move again so that we can clean up our mess so that we can come into community and come into relationship with people see when you've been damaged by life often you don't want to get into relationship with people when you've been let down by situation and circumstance you've got anger against people But Jesus said, I want you to be set free. I want you to see differently. I want you to understand differently. And I want you to get up. And I want a community that will love on you and bring you hope and bring you his presence and his power in your life. Well, and immediately as everybody watched, the Bible says, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. And now we're going to have one of the most understated passages of Scripture. And everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe. And they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. That's how we often read it, as if it's David Edinburgh talking about something going on somewhere. We have seen truly amazing things in the animal kingdom today. Like, seriously? Like, you think that's how it really went? I mean, someone just got up off the floor, he started dancing around, he started praising God, and then went off to go home. He's dancing, he's, people are going, ah! I mean, people aren't going, oh, jolly good, Jesus. What a wonderful little thing. Did you see that wonderful miracle of Jesus today? Wasn't that a wonderful miracle? Boys and girls, boys and girls, gather around. See, I think there's some secrets that are not really secrets to plugging into the power of the presence of the Lord that's in the house.
I think the power of the Lord is present to heal us, to set us free, to cause us to break through, to cause us to overcome, to cause us to face situation and circumstance with a whole new attitude and to see his purpose and his presence break out in our life and the lives of everyone else around us. Here's a few thoughts if you want to think about that. If you've got a pen and paper, I'm not going to preach long. I want to pray for some of you. I want to believe God for the power of the Lord to be present in your situation and circumstance. So here's a few thoughts. If the power of the Lord is always present, then it's always available. Then it's always available to be unleashed in your life. If the power of the Lord is truly present, it is available. Yet so many Christians don't want to believe that it's available. We expect everything to be easy. We expect that something about us and the something about Western people, we just think it's like a shopping cart. You know, I'll have that miracle, thank you. I'll have that one, thank you. And thank you very much. No, no, not that one, please. The power of the Lord is present to do what He wants to do. So how about we step into it? If it's always present, there's always a way forward. How many times in your life and in my life have we said, oh, I don't know, I don't know how we're going to make it through, I don't know what we're going to do. If you just zoom in, renew your thinking and recognize His power is always present, there is a way to do that. And I think part of the way to do that comes out of what happened with that man at the end. He went home praising God. I think praise is one of the keys that unlocks the presence and the power of God in our life. When we have a thankful heart for what's going on in our lives, thanking God for good things, believing God for good things, thanking God that He's going to do what only He could do. So often we look at all the negatives, but God is looking at for us to look at the positives. The second thing I see that the power of the Lord is always present, it'll be different than probably what we think. We have it all figured out how God needs to do something. How about we let God be God? And just decide, I want a miracle in my life. I need a, this breakthrough in my life. And, don't, and stop trying to get him to do it the way you want it to do it. You give God 21 things he needs to do in 21 hours to be able to cause a breakthrough in your life. It probably won't happen. The power of the Lord is present to do what only he can do, which means that it has to come his way. These men had hoped they'd be able to bring this guy through. These men hoped they'd just be able to put him at his feet, but it didn't work the way they wanted it to work. They had to make some changes, and they had to deal with what those changes had to do. The third thing I see in this little passage of the power, is all, power of the Lord is present. You have to keep on holding on, keep on pushing through. These men picked the wrong time to turn up to a meeting. It was packed out. And I think sometimes we miss God because it's inconvenient. It's too hard. I got to pray. I got to read my Bible or something. The power of the Lord is always present. Why don't we just choose to hold on, choose to push on through, keep on seeing what God wants to do, keep on speaking what God wants to do. What is it in your life you need a breakthrough for? What is it about your life that God needs to break through in your situation and circumstance? Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's breakthrough in your personal finances. Maybe it's breakthrough in your business. Maybe it's breakthrough in your education. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's your family needs an incredible breakthrough. Maybe it's your marriage needs a breakthrough. Well, what are you? saying about it well I tried and it didn't work you know I've been a Christian for a long time and I found that actually God does work I have I just been I'm, about, I'm like Stephen Bradbury or whatever his name is you know that ice skater he won the Olympic gold because he was the last one standing 
and he just skated over the edge. Could you imagine Australians winning a gold medal for ice skating? I think it's just crazy. It's so funny. But how did he do it? He just happened to keep on hanging in there. So why do we give up? Let's not give up. Let's keep on pushing through. If the power is always present, then break down the barriers. These men had to knock a hole through the roof to get there. Maybe it's your bad attitudes. Maybe it's bad financial decisions. Maybe you have to change some of the things around your life. Maybe if your marriage is falling apart, it's because of your own way of doing life. Or maybe you need to knock those things out so God can do a miracle in your life. So many times we want God to do all the work, but... It's going to take you to actually do something and allow God to do something with what you have. If the power is always present, here's one of the things I think you've got to do. It's the last thing I want to say tonight. Stay. Stay. You want to break through? Stay. Do you want to break through? Hang on. The Apostle Paul said, when you've done everything to stand, then stand. That makes me so angry when I read that. Because I'm like, Paul! Don't you know it's hard work sometimes? Don't you know? I don't want to keep standing sometimes. But he says, listen, if you just stand, you'll find the power of the Lord present in your situation and circumstances. You'll find his power at working in your life. You'll find that, you, that God himself will do something amazing in your life. But you've got to be a part of the solution. You've got to choose to be in the right place at the right time. So you've got to stay. So many people get in relationships of church life or someone said something, they get upset and offended. No, I'm offended. I'm going to leave. When you leave, you have to reform all your friendships. You take your children with you and they've got to form all their friendships. The thing you're looking for, which was connection and community and breakthrough, now has been set back for months, possibly years, because of a silly decision you made because you wouldn't stay. Imagine those men. Well, there'll be another time when Jesus turns up. I don't know. But I do know is this is a great place. So why don't you just stay? Why don't you just hang around? If you're not a Christian yet, just stick around long enough. Just hang about and get to meet some people. You'll discover there's good reasons just to stay. And then you'll begin to step into what it really means to be a Christian. The power of the Lord is present in this room for breakthroughs, for healing, for deliverance. The power of the Lord is present to do what only He could do. I don't know what you're facing. We're not going to pray for each and every one of you, but we are going to believe God that he's going to cause breakthrough in your situation and circumstance. We are going to believe God that he's going to cause you to get up on the inside, to face it for another day. We're going to believe God that he's going to give you wisdom and understanding. He's going to speak to you in your situation and circumstance. And his power is going to be at work in your heart and in your lives. The joy will begin to bubble up, that there's a peace that will come. For some of you here tonight, you're freaked out by stuff that's going on around you. And the Holy Spirit is wanting to breathe, relax, peace, freedom into your life. But you're too wound up to recognize the power of the Lord is present to bring about peace that you're looking for. The people here praying and believing God for family and friends, 
I'm just speaking about things that the Holy Spirit is reminding me of. The Holy Spirit's just simply saying, just keep believing. Just stay. Because the power of the Lord is present. And He's at work behind the scenes. He's doing stuff. He may not be the stuff that you want Him to do, but it's stuff that He knows needs to be done to bring His purpose in these people's lives. The power of the Lord is present. It's time the people of God, you and I, the church of Jesus, started to dare to believe that in our homes, the power of the Lord would be present. That in our workplaces, we'd bring peace and joy and breakthrough. To know wherever you work is blessed because you're there. If you choose to allow that, you can be a blessing or a curse. But since the power of the Lord is present in your life, it seems to me to be better to get into agreement with God and be a blessing. The power of the Lord is present in your marriage to give you wisdom and understanding. The power of the Lord is present to speak into your situation. So many times in my life, I remember when I was just about to, back in the dark ages, when I was, um, when my wife and I were dating, and one day I felt the Holy Spirit say, buy her flowers. I said, they cost a lot of money. I had a little argument for a while. I thought, well, I could go down to Coles and maybe I could buy some from there, and I, I didn't feel that was a good plan. So after a while, I surrendered and figured out how to send some flowers to where she worked. I spoke to her later that afternoon and she said to me, I was really praying that if you were the one that I was meant to marry, that you would send me flowers. I said, well, I wish you'd have told me that. <laughs> we can do life with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So often we just ignore what God is saying. All we have to do is begin to listen. So often we just want the big demonstrative God turning up and doing, when He's whispering stuff in your heart, forgive, let go. Ah, oh, speak peace. Believe for breakthrough. Let go of the pain. Stop holding on to unforgiveness. Let people be set free. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.